Broadcasting Company's Grand Marquee. Grand Marquee, lighted by stars, twinkling, glowing, blazing with myriad lights and colors against the night sky. The National Broadcasting Company's Mammoth Billboard announces another exciting evening in the world of make-believe. Tonight, the Grand Marquis offers a rich comedy drama by Nelson S. Bond entitled The Remarkable Talent of Egbert Hawe, starring Jim Amici. And now, before the curtain rises, here's a greeting and a word about tonight's story from our star himself, Jim Amici. Thank you, George Stone, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Our play tonight concerns a nice, normal character named Joe Lafferty and some very unnormal things that happened to him when he encountered the talking horse. If he's still around the Hollywood lots today, he's probably saying things like, Egbert, Egbert, speak to me, boy. Please, Egbert, this is your old pal, Joe Lafferty. Speak to me. Now, look here, Lafferty. Stop bothering my horse. I've warned you for the last time. Uh, don't, Mr. Lafferty. Don't hit Mr. Colt. Come along, please. But he can talk, I tell you. He can talk. Talk. <laughs> sure, sure. I know. Now, now take it easy, Mr. Lafferty. Uh, oh, well. I guess it's no use, Tommy. He won't pay any attention to me now that he's famous. That's gratitude for you. But just wait. There'll come a day when he'll need my help again. Who, Mr. Lafferty? Stetson Colt? No, I mean his horse. That ungrateful two-timing hunk of equine... I don't get it, Mr. Lafferty. You've got a swell job. Draw a big salary. You've got everything a man could ask for. But like just now, every time you pass Stetson Colt and his horse, you act like this. What's the big idea? Don't you like Mr. Colt? Like him? I hate him. But why, Mr. Lafferty? Why, he asked me. For two cents, I'd tell you. Why don't you? All right. I will. You know, Tommy, I wasn't always the chief casting director for Ace Pictures. Once upon a time, when I was just one of the talent scouts, I was sitting in my office one day, auditioning a loathsome little kid. Where the blue of the night meets the gold of the day. Oh, oh, oh. That's, uh, that's very nice. Now, if you'll kindly leave your name and telephone number. Isn't she talented, Mr. Lafferty? Hurry, Lam. Be Catherine Hepburn for the nice man. Go ahead, darling. Uh, please. Uh, yes, Mama. But I do love you, darling. Really, I do. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, incredible. And now, if you don't mind, I really must ask you to go. I have an appointment with Daryl Zanuck in just a few minutes. Oh, but, Mr. Lafferty, you haven't heard of do Shirley Temple or, or Humphrey Bogart yet. No, honey, lamb, show, Mr. Lafferty. Please, please, that, that, that won't be necessary. I'll call you as soon as there's an opening. If you'll be kind enough to... Wait. No, this door. That's right. But he didn't hear oh, me. You said me green street. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Child prodigies. They must grow on Hollywood trees like oranges. Ace Pictures Casting Office. Lafferty. He just stepped out. He'll be back in a minute or next Tuesday. Don't give me that. Lafferty, do you know what day this is? Oh, hello, boss. Sure, it's Friday. I know because I always go broke on Fridays. All right, Mr. Funnish Money. If you won't tell, I will. Today is the 26th of May. Come day after tomorrow, you have been with Ace Pictures exactly six months. In all that time, you ain't done one thing to earn your salt. Let alone your salary. What? What, why, boss, Now I, I give you fair warning. If by day after tomorrow you ain't found us a new star, 
Ace Pictures is going to gladly unrenew your option. I ain't asking for no miracles. All I want is somebody superb, or at least colossal. You get it? In, in, in two days, but boss... You heard me. Good afternoon, Lefferty. Oh, well, how do you like that? Two days to dig up a new Greta Garbo or Bob Hope. Yes, what is it? Are you the Ace Pictures talent scout? I used to be. Beginning day after tomorrow, why? I think someone in your organization would like to meet me. My name is Egbert Hall. Egbert who? Not who, Hall. Oh, huh? Well, what do you do to dazzle the great American public? I, uh... I have a rather unusual talent. You see, I'm only three years old. Oh, oh, oh. And I can talk. So you can talk. So what, Egbert? What's so unusual about talking? Why, nothing, I suppose, for children. But you see, I'm a horse. Miss Willoughby. Yes, Mr. Lafferty. Can't you do something to keep lunatics out of my hair? I have no time to listen to every crackpot and wind-dig in Hollywood. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Lafferty. I'll disconnect your phone if you wish. Oh, never mind. I'm going out for a little while. I'll be back later. Yes, sir. So what happened then, Mr. Lafferty? Well, I went out. How long I walked the streets, I don't know. I was just stepping from a corner cigar store when a voice whispered somewhere near my ear. Hey, buddy. Want to make a few bucks? Who, who said that? I did. Well, who, who are you? And where are you? There's nobody on this street but me. Don't be a drip. Here I am, over between the shafts of this vegetable cart. Well, you, you you're a horse. All right, so I'm a horse. So what? But you, 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 you're talking. Is there a law against it? Oh, I get it—a stuffed shirt, eh? Too proud to talk to me just because I'm pulling a huckster's card. What? Well, don't let appearances fool you, buddy. You may not believe it, but I'm a thoroughbred. I come from the best line of horse flesh in the United States. My parents were champions. And before I got into this mess, I was a darn good racehorse myself. I took six firsts out of seven starts, I did. I set a new track record at Pimlico as a two-year-old. Oh. Uh, then my boss got a crazy idea and entered me in a claiming race, and... Now look at me. Uh, never mind that. You want to make a few bucks? Well. I got a proposition for you. I want to get in touch with a guy named Joe Lafferty down at Ace Pictures. What, you... You must be Egbert Hall. That's right, I... Hey, how did you know? I'm Joe Lafferty. I was talking to you a little while ago, but I, I had hey, no idea... what a that... break. I've been trying to get in touch with you for weeks, but the dumb bozo who owns me... Uh-oh, here he comes now. Hey, don't let him see us talking together. He may get wise. But this, this is terrific. Oh, I must talk to you some more. Now, now, hey, look, I got an idea. You buy me, see, and take me home with you. Then we'll have all the time we want to talk things over. Oh, the boss. You looking for me, boss? Want to buy some red, the ripe tomatoes, or celery, lettuce? No, no thanks. Or aren't you? Some carrots, some fresh green peas? No, not today. <clears throat> uh, that's uh, not a bad-looking horse you have there. What? That plug? Oh, very nice-looking. Matter of fact, I've always wanted to own a horse like that. I, uh, 
Don't suppose he happens to be for sale. <laughs> Look, boss. Everything on, in, and around of this cart is for sale. So, you uh, like this horse, eh? Well, uh, make me an offer. Well, uh, what do you want for him? What's he worth to you? A hundred? <laughs> Goodbye, boss. Get up. Uh, uh, wait, wait a minute. How about two hundred? Uh, three. Make it to five? Four. Four fifty and I'll throw in the cart. All right, it's a deal. <laughs> okay. Boss, you butter yourself a horse. <laughs> So we went to my bungalow, the horse and me. I unhitched Egbert and led him to the patio, where he insisted on sitting on my glider with his legs crossed. Now that I'd found him, I still didn't know just what to do with him. Egbert, the first problem is, how am I going to put you across at the studio? Well, what's wrong with just taking me down there and introducing me around? No, no, it won't do, Egbert. You don't know Hollywood like I do. That's not the way they stage things around here. It's got to be spectacular. I can't just walk in and say, Look, boss, I found a talking horse. They'd lap us out of the joint. Even if I talked to him? Even if you talked. They'd think it was a gag of some sort, that you were some kind of equine Charlie McCarthy or something. No, we've got to cook up a trick angle. A build-up that'll wow them. Something that... Wait a minute. I think I've got it. Egbert... Can you run? Can I run? Uh, listen, buddy, I, I placed first in five out of seven races as a two-year-old, and, I, and I, I set a new track record at Hubbard de Grasse. It was six out of seven at Pimlico the first time you told me. Now, come clean. Can you run or can't you? Uh, I suppose so. I don't really know for sure. I never tried. But then I never tried to talk until a couple of weeks ago and discovered I could. I, I, I beat the Dickens out of a milk wagon plugged down on Dock Street the other morning. I gave him two lengths, and I beat him to the water trough. You're, um, sure it was a milk wagon horse? Wasn't one of Crosby's nags? <laughs> Absolutely. Why? Well, in that case, you ought to be fast enough for what I have in mind. You see, they're running a special catchweight race at Santa Anita tomorrow for horses owned by members of the film colony. Uh -huh. Oh, it's the perfect setup. You win that race... Then when I take you into the judge's circle to claim the trophy, you'll make the speech of acceptance instead of me. Hey, I think you got something there. Uh, where do we sign up for this shindig? At the track. Oh, well, then, what are we waiting for? Hop aboard, Lafferty. Let's go sign up. <laughs> sign up for... Oh, hello, Bill. You taking entries for that Hollywood Stakes? That's right. Hello, Joe. Say, when'd you start racing horses? Hmm, not a bad-looking piece of horse flesh you have there. Thanks. Thanks. Huh? What's the matter with your voice, Joe? You sound a little, uh, hoarse. Hoarse? Uh, maybe I am. I've, uh, got a little colt. Quiet, you dope. I'd, uh, like to enter my horse, Bill. Oh, sure. The more, the merrier. What's the horse's name? Egbert. Egbert. Egbert Egbert? That's a funny name for a horse. Well, uh, the man who named him, uh, Stuttered. Oh. Will you... Age? Three. Three. I heard you the first time, Joe. Three. Okay. Color? Red. Roan! Well, make up your mind. Red Roan, okay. Of course, it's none of my business, Joe, but... Are you sure he can run? He doesn't look very fast to me. The race is not always to the swift. Huh? Who said that? Uh, Aesop. <laughs> 
You're acting mighty funny today, Joe. And that horse of yours is strange, too. Huh. Let's see. I want his pedigree. Sire, damn fool. Oh, yeah? Well, you're not so hot yourself, boy. Oh! Hey, who do you think you're talking to? You want to enter this horse or not? Well, well sure, sure. I, I'm sorry, Bill. I spoke out of turn. I'm sure. nervous, I guess. I spoke up too hasty. What did my old mother always say? Never speak until you're spoken to. Get it? Never speak until you're spoken to. Hey, uh, Lafferty. You sure you feel all right? Yeah, yeah. Positive, William. Uh, what else do you want to know? Well, uh, who's going to boot your plug? Boot? Plug? Who's your jockey? Most of the good ones have been signed up already. Oh, oh, you mean jockey. Why, uh, I'll ride him myself. That's all right, isn't it? Yes, if you want to, but... Well, I... that's the ticket then. No, sir, I wouldn't trust anyone else to ride Egbert. Well, I'll get all the dope for you. See you later. So long. Okay, Keith. Good luck. Well, Eggy, old boy, it's all fixed. All set, huh? All set. Hey, you know, these racehorses do all right for themselves. You know that? I was talking to a couple of fillies that I found out plenty. They talk about your wage hours, Law. They only have to work about a minute and a half one day a week. And boy, do they get waited on hand and foot. And what do you think they get paid? Mm, you're telling it. Bran, oats, and rye once a day. And fresh, crisp fodder every night of the week. What do you think of that? It leaves me speechless. You said it. And that's just small-time stuff, too. You know what Jet Pilot got for winning last year's derby? 3,000 bales of hay. Imagine it. And, brother, that ain't money. Well, I stabled Egbert at the track for the night. The next day, I got there early to borrow riding silks and weigh in. Practically everybody ever heard of was on deck for the big race. One of the outstanding landmarks was my boss, clad in a violent purple and carmine sports jacket. I'm standing at the stalls talking to Egbert when he spots me and comes waddling over, flanked by that most daring of He-Man heroes, Stetson Colt, star of the Lone Rider series. That rootin', tootin', soft, croonin' pony of the film. So, Lafferty, this is how you waste your time. One day only you got left to prove yourself, and I find you squandering precious hours at a racetrack. That's my prevailing vice, boss, the squanderlust. Anyhow, I'm riding today, and uh, if you think this is such an awful place to be, what are you two doing here? With me, it makes business contact. And with me, it's horses. I sure do love the noble steeds, Mr. Lafferty. Man's true and faithful friend. Read those lines again, brown eyes, without the hokey accent. You're among friends. Now, listen. I knew you when you were a shoe salesman in Brooklyn and so horse-shy, you wouldn't go near a merry-go-round. Now, look here, Mr. Lafferty. Them's fighting words where I come from. Oh, yeah? Now, gentlemen, please, this is no place to argue. Lafferty, I still say you are wasting time. If I were in your shoes... You'd be kicking little pink clouds around, like I am. Because I've done my job, boss. I've found your new star. You have? Where is she? It's not a she. It's a he. A he. That's fine, Joey boy. Uh, uh, Clark Gable type, maybe. Or perhaps a William Powell. Or a dancer could be. Well, not exactly. From the back, he sort of reminds me of uh, Colt here. Oh, but uh, I can't tell you any more about him just now. All I will say is that he's strikingly unusual. Super colossal. Oh, even that's too mild. But you'll see for yourself after a while. Meanwhile, keep an eye on my horse in the Hollywood Stakes. Your horse? That's right. 
Egbert Egbert. Ha, never heard of him. Hey. Hey, uh, you will, brother. You absolutely, positively will. There could be. Well, come on, Colt. Let's go up to my big fancy special box and watch the ponies. Don't take no wooden nickels, Joe. I'll lend you coffee money tomorrow, Joe. <laughs> hey, is okay to talk now, Chum? Yeah. Why, that... Colt! Stetson Colt! Oh, sure, I do it the minute I laid eyes on him. Golly, ain't he something, though? What I'd give to be teamed up with a guy like him. Hey, I saw him once in an open-air movie. I was pulling the hot dog cart between the autos. He's got everything. He's what I call a four-gated man. Speed, poise, appearance. And to top it off, he's as phony as they come. But never mind that now. How do you feel? Feel? How should I feel? I'm starving. Haven't had a bite since last night's dinner. That had June bugs in it. Well, <laughs> you'll get fat after the race. I understand horses run better on empty stomachs. You're thinking of snakes. Huh? <laughs> well, better late than never. How much longer do we have to wait? Oh, not much longer now. Ah. Hooray, the good humor man. Ah, oh, no, 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 you stoop. That's the signal for us to come onto the track. Now, hold still now, I'll hop on. There we are. There you are, you mean. You ain't no lightweight either. Quiet, quiet. Now, remember, Egbert, not a word until we win the race and get into the judge's circle. Come on, let's get over to the post. Hey, you got something down on me, Joe? Oh, a little. Why? You ought to bet your shirt. Oh, what a bunch of bums. I ain't going to show these nags nothing but heels. Hey, what does the board quote me? Twenty to one. It's a robbery. They should have bet a mulean. Oh, careful. Hey, what's this thing in front of me? The gate. When it opens, you go. You got it? Okay, if you say so. But it's the first time I ever heard of anyone getting the gate as a come-on signal. Quiet, quiet. And now the horses are in the gate and we may get a start. No, no, Ladyfinger stepped out again. She seems to be nervous. Stage fright is standing quietly. Stage fright's the favorite, you know. While we're waiting, I'll run through the lineup once hey, more. Hey, what are we waiting for? Let's get going, Joe. Stage fright has the post position. Next is Chancellor. Then box office. Next to him is a newcomer to this track, a horse named Egbert Egbert. Hold your horses, Eggie. What do you mean, hold your... Quiet, quiet. Get set, Eggie. There's the start. They're off. Baby, give. Switch those legs. Yeah, just hold tight, Joe. I'll do the running. Ouch. Hey, what's the big idea? Somebody's throwing dust in my eyes. Foul, foul. That's not somebody, you mud scow. That's everybody. What? You're about six lengths behind the field. Come on, get moving. Ouch. Hey, you hit me once more with that shillelagh. Shut up. Run. Randy. And now you're doing better. We're passing Jericho. And at the quarter post, it's stage right by a link, box office by a head, and Chancellor, Princess Jane, Ladyfinger, Jericho, and in the tail position, it's Egbert Egbert. And now they're at the half. And it's still stage right by a link, box office by two, Chancellor, and here comes Egbert Egbert making his best for third place. He's going alongside Chancellor. He tries to pass him at the rail. And a baby, now we're going. Hey, look out there. What do you think you're doing? Hey, hey. 
Panther Jackie is very, very angry. He's turning the saddle. He's raising his bat. This is scandalous. Look out, Joe! He's going to hit you! Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this is awful. Wildly excited Chancellor Jackie turned and deliberately struck the rider of Egbert Egbert. And Egbert Jackie is lying unconscious on his mouse back. But his horse has not given up. He's now past Chancellor in the box office. And now going into the home stretch. It's stage right, leading by a lane. By a head. By a nose. Hey, Joe! Joe, are you all right? That dirty little punk. He knocked Joe right out with that bat. Oh, golly. There's a finish line right ahead. Oh, Joe. What'll I do? He's beaten me. Stage fright's winning the race. Oh, wait. I got it. I know what'll stop him. Whoa! Whoa there, boy! Ladies and gentlemen, stage fright has stopped in his tracks. His jockey has pulled him up. And here comes Egbert Egbert. Yes, that's Egbert Egbert, so you know. And the most dramatic finish of the year. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The race is over, and here I am down at the track. This is the most amazing thing I ever saw. One yard before the finish line, stage fright stopped dead in his tracks. And the gallant dark horse, Egbert Egbert, with his jockey, a dead, unconscious weight on his back, flashed over the Lionel winner. Now, here they come into the judges' circle, folks. The sensational victors in today's race, Egbert Egbert and his rider, Joe Lafferty, who still seems a little groggy. Joe, uh... Want to say something to the radio audience? Uh, oh, where, where am I? What, what happened? <laughs> You're all right, Joe. And so is that wonderful horse of yours. He finished in a blaze of glory, carrying you. Uh-oh. There's Stage Fright's jockey talking to the judge. It's unfair. It's unethical. I did not pull Stage Fright up. Just as we reached the finish line, Lafferty shot at Wall. Ridiculous. This jockey's lying. Lafferty was unconscious when he reached the finish line. Gentlemen... Have you reached a decision? I think we have. Very well. Mr. Lafferty, you lead your horse forward. Wonderful, Joe. Marvelous. But why didn't you tell me so I could have bet my money on Egbert Egbert instead of that, that bomb me, stage fright? Oh, let me put my arm around this horse. Why, this here Lafferty is the finest horse I ever seen in all my life. A horse any man would be proud to own. Get I... your mitts off, Egbert. Oh, I want this horse, Lafferty. I want this horse to co-star with me in my next great picture, Desert Desperados, and every other super western picture in the future. Name your price, Lafferty. Money is no object. Why, this noble... There's not a... enough gold in all them there mountains to buy Egbert Colt. Mr. Lafferty, gives me great pleasure to award you this trophy. All right, Eggie, this is our moment. Thank the judge. Well... Did you hear me? Thank the judge. Look at that! He stepped forward and bowed. It's marvelous. Why, he's nodding his head as if he understood. He and Colt make a wonderful pair. That horse can almost talk. Almost talk? He can talk. Egbert, say something. Speak to them. <laughs> oh, you done fine, Lafferty. You surprised me, though. I kept thinking it was some new male star you discovered. But this is even better. This new horse of Colts will be a sensation. Horse of Colts? Absolutely. Them two were made for each other. Why, Egbert will be bigger than Roy Rogers' horse even. Uh, or even less even. even. I'm, I'm renewing your contract, too, with a race. 
But uh, maybe you'd better take a few weeks' vacation at the Springs before you start work again. I mean, I didn't realize your nerves were shot so bad. <laughs> the way you keep yelling about how Egbert can talk, you know. Egbert, Egbert, you hear him? We can't do this to us. Speak to him, Maggie, old boy. So, that was that. I sold Egbert to the studio. What else could I do? He wouldn't say a word. They paid me a good price, of course, and ultimately that success led to my present good job and salary. But still... I, uh, <clears throat> I see. It's very interesting, Mr. Lafferty. Interesting? Why, it's the most amazing thing that ever happened to anyone. What do you mean, interesting? Do you mean you don't believe me? Oh, sure, sure, Mr. Lafferty. Only, of course, you realize you were the only one who ever heard Egbert talk. He only spoke when you were alone with him. Isn't that right? Huh? Uh, well, yeah, maybe so. And uh, there's another little thing, if you'll excuse me, Mr. Lafferty. You were pretty upset at the prospect of losing your job. Uh, the day you uh, <clears throat> met Egbert, had you by any chance been uh, indulging in any intoxicating beverages? Why, you little... <laughs> if you mean I was pie-eyed, no. I had taken a drink or two to take the edge off my sorrows, maybe, but... Well, there you are. Perhaps that accounts for it. After all, Mr. Lafferty, a horse's vocal apparatus won't bear the burden of human speech, you know. All right, all right. I knew it was no use telling you, but I'm entitled to my own ideas. And what I think is that Egbert pulled a scurvy trick on me. He saw a chance to step into the movies in a starring role, billed with that ham that he most admired, Colt. So he kept his talented yap shut and took that opportunity. But if you insist it was all my imagination... Maybe you can explain one thing to me. Uh, what's that, Mr. Lafferty? Why is it that nowadays, every time I pass Egbert on the studio lot, he winks at me and laughs? Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jim Amici again. We hope you enjoyed tonight's story. Next week, our play will take us down south of the border to those fabulous lands where Cupid wears a sombrero and plays a guitar. It's the story of a masquerade which, like so many masquerades, became the real thing. So, plan to join us next week when Grand Marquis presents Virginia Sanford Lynn's light-hearted comedy, Mexican Interlude. Good night. Remarkable Talent of Egbert Haw was written by Nelson S. Bond and produced by Herbert Leteau. Jim Amici played Lafferty and Arthur Peterson played Egbert Haw. Others in the cast included Boris Aplon, Cliff Norton, Art Young, Jess Pugh, Art Hearn, Elmira Ressler, and Viola Berwick. Your announcer is George Stone. 
The orchestra was conducted by Joseph Colicchio with original music composed by Emil Soderstrom. Listen again next week when Grand Marquis will again blaze with light and color high in the gay airways, inviting you to join our audience for a performance of Mexican Interlude, starring Jim Amici. Broadcasting Company.